together we can create our new digital leader. Connection, engagement, confidence. Do we feel we are in a psychologically safe place? Language shouldn't be able to stop you from career progression. We are changing the, the future landscape of business, of leadership. Hello, and welcome to the Changemaker Conversations, brought to you by HealthTF Corporate Education. My name is Dr. Milena Kupez, and in this series, we aim to bring you insights and stories from leaders and leadership developers who create change and inspire others to do the same. Today, I have the pleasure to speak with Alok Singh. Alok is Future Capabilities Manager at Bupa. He's currently immersed in setting up academies to develop and manage commercial data and digital capabilities, which are critical for Bupa's insurance business strategy. Alok has worked in talent, leadership development, and organization effectiveness roles for 15 years, encompassing consultancy, in-house roles at Shell, and his current role at Bupa. But without further ado, Alok, Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Milena. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for being here. Alok, can we start by having you tell us a bit about your background and your current role at Bupa? Yes, of course. So as you mentioned, I've, I've worked in talent, leadership development and organizational effectiveness roles since 2007. My current roles in, in Bupa, which is a healthcare company with insurance, medical, dental, care home, well-being, business units around the world. And my specific remit is to define, develop and manage key capabilities which, which we need to deliver our business strategies. Particularly right now, I'm focusing on strengthening commercial, digital and data capabilities in our insurance business units. The reason why I'm so excited to speak with you today is because I know how passionate you are about driving change through talent management. Mm-hmm. In fact, when it comes to talent management, we spoke about how it is a domain that is going through a lot of change itself. And I'm curious to have us tell us about this transformation. Absolutely, yes. And I, th- I think I think it is really exciting. Um, and I think there's two um, accelerating trends that are underpinning this. One is that skills atrophy faster and faster. And the second is the need for um, expertise in, um, in, in, in areas where it, it was a previously needed. So to give a couple, a couple of specific examples from my work, when I started in, in 2007, learning organization effectiveness and so on, um, it was possible there, there were a number of people who worked as associates of the consultancy I was working in then, whose full-time role it was to do quite basic management training. So things like time management, key self-management skills and so on. Today, most companies would buy that as a, as a, virtual learning solution. You've got some very high quality virtual learning solutions which can be delivered to anywhere, anytime in bite-sized chunks. And there's really no need to hire individual trainers to do uh, to do that work. So that, that role has really disappeared or largely disappeared. Um, the executive leadership development clearly remains, um, remains very valuable. Um, an example of the second accelerating trend is that the, the team I work in is a, is a people team. But we actually need quite a lot of um, communications and event management skills, which are beyond the, the basics we have. So we, we, we have some specialists helping us with that. We also need 
um, some quite advanced data capabilities for the talent data we're working with. And so all of a sudden, as well as your kind of traditional people skills, you've got these other skill areas that are coming in. And I think this is the case, you know, if you look at marketing teams, they need customer experience, they need actually frontline um, customer service background, as well as what you would consider traditional marketing skills. So you've got this, this sort of um, um, churn of the skills you need in different areas. And I think this has three profound implications. I think the first is there's a move away from thinking of number of FTE as the base unit of organization to thinking of array, array of skills as the base unit. So actually, what is the combination of skills that we require in a particular area? And what that then means is that the way resourcing is approached changes because actually if, if what we need is a particular set of skills for a particular period of time in a particular place, then suddenly it's not so relevant whether we're hiring someone or, or many people full-time or part-time and location is often less relevant. And the third, I think, quite significant um, implication is that in terms of career management, given that skills atrophy so fast, jobs become redundant, you end up with a choice of either you keep hiring and firing, so you hire people for a few years and then their skills and roles become irrelevant and you fire them, in which case you have um, a, a very transient workforce, very little loyalty, difficulty in building culture, or you invest consistently in a renewable workforce. You're consistently developing the people you have to do future roles that they that they can't currently do and, and possibly even roles that don't exist now um, and that becomes in a sense the key organizational capability that you have and i think the, these are the profound implications that i'm seeing in my work i'm wondering do you see this to be the beginning of a transformation or are we already there yeah, I, I, I guess some, something in between. I think the transformation's already started, but I think it's accelerating really fast um, now. And so I, I, I just, the organizational design um, work I mentioned that it, um, it was common uh, in, the, in the recent past to see organization charts purely by numbers of FTs. It just doesn't cut it anymore because it doesn't tell you enough about the organization you have. You have to actually look at the array of skills. The work I'm doing at Booper is an example, but um, we're starting by addressing three particular sets of capabilities. And some of that is capability development in the form of um, training programs and the like. But what, we, what we're also doing is um, uh, talent management. So we're convening skillful forums that complement the, the talent management we have at a, at a senior um, executive succession level that that takes place looking at the whole organization but we're looking horizontally across skill pools and so for example we in um, if we look at our, our, our commercial staff we have um we have some staff on the um the customer account management side who who uh, who manage large accounts of um, um multi-million pounds and so on um we have other staff working on the provider management side um, who, um, who manage, for example, contracts with um, chains of hospitals, um, which, uh, which offer then services to our members. Now, actually, if you look at the fundamental capabilities of those, of those two groups of people, they're very similar, um, even though one is on the customer side, one's on the provider side. And, and, and actually treating them as one skill pool makes a lot of sense because it's actually, it's actually one set of capabilities. And I think this is one of the examples of, of something that's happening already, but is a, is, is a roadway to a much more profound uh, shift. I understand. And um, what does that mean for new talent, for people who are joining the organization? 
what are the implications for them? Great question. I think one of the things which we are investing in is 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 career development, and um, it's important that we signpost what are the capabilities that um, that our people should be developing because they're going to be relevant in in, in the future. So so I think commercial data and digital. We're saying these are the capabilities that there are other capabilities we need they're not the only capabilities we need but these are the capabilities we want to grow because they're going to become even more important in the future and so for new talent joining the organization um it's um it's helpful for them for themselves and for the for the company that uh, that they that they invest in those skills so how does the uh hiring look like because of this nowadays in the sense that my understanding based on what you're saying is that we are no longer looking for specific skills we're looking to develop skills so what are we actually looking for in the people who join us yeah so i think i think we are still looking for some specific skills and experiences that helps but maybe as, as a couple of examples um so i think um it becomes at least as important that the person has um, ability to learn and develop and renew because because that's what we need ultimately. We know anyone we hire in five years time, certainly in 10 years time, their current skills will be much, much less relevant. So actually their ability to learn and grow and change um, is it becomes a key capability. So I think I think that that's one thing that shifts. But I think another thing that shifts is that, I mean, we, we've recently in, in in our um, insurance business unit made some hires for for people with um, digital experience as well as other other background experiences and and um, in at least one case without having a full clarity on on what their role is going to be but we know we need that capability and and I think that that, um, that also becomes one of the one of the ways of approaching resourcing. Absolutely. I mean, at HealthyF, we are very passionate about learning and development and preparing people for the new world of work. Do you feel that this transformation that we're talking about, this revolutionary shift in talent management from a focus on people to skill has implication for how we do our L&D? What does that look like for Bupa? Yeah, so so I think um, it, it clearly it has a focus with with um, um, putting emphasis on in three particular capabilities that that are in focus right now for us. Um, I think a lot of that learning will be will be in role. Um, there's then a there's then a role for uh, for formal learning to supplement that to accelerate that. But I think a lot of it is about for us um, creating conscious mechanisms by which people develop those capabilities. So, for example. If we want um, um, some of our people in our commercial skill pool to gain stronger PNL management skills, then giving them experiences which develop those, or um, accelerating that by uh, setting up some cross mentoring with people who are already very strong in that, and so consciously developing the capabilities that that are important for our business. Perfect. That makes a lot of sense to me. The transformation that we're talking about, does it impact just talent or are there implications for career development further down the line as well and perhaps performance management? Yeah, so I mean, we, we take a quite a broad view of talent, that talent is is, is everyone. And, and and clearly within that, there's, uh, there's people who we regard as having high growth potential, having the potential to be future executives. But uh, 
um, but, but everyone is talent. So, so uh, um, that's kind of the broad view we take. Absolutely, it has it has an impact on career management. So, uh, um, I mean, data capabilities is an example. We have a we have a small um, group of data specialists, which is maybe about 150 people. But what we have, importantly, is a group of, of data users who may not have data in the word data in their job title, but actually need some quite advanced data skills. Um, so people, for example, in market research roles or people in our actuarial teams um, or people in our product teams um, don't have data in their job titles, but actually they need some quite advanced data capabilities. And that's that's already maybe a group of about 200 people and it's growing. Um, and so the point is that for people coming in the organization, people already in the organization, growing their data capabilities is is really important for us. Um, and, and it's a key to um, uh, for their careers to take their career forward um, as well as for the for the company. That makes a lot of sense to me. And uh, the question I was thinking about as you were talking about this is that this transformation applies to a lot of other organizations. And I'm wondering if you feel that most organizations nowadays have are aware of this change and are embracing it, or is it still early days for a lot of them? I, I think I, I, I think most organizations are aware of it. Um, whether they're embracing it or not, I think varies tremendously. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think there's huge variation, but everyone has to grapple with this um, with this shift. Um, I think the traditional way of grappling with it is that that hiring and firing mechanism that you, you hire right. people and then after a few years you find that their skills are no longer relevant and that just isn't cutting it anymore. So I, I, I think a lot of organizations are grappling with that right now. Sounds like, Abupa, you're ahead of that game in the sense that you already have the vision of this transformation. So I'm wondering, what would your advice be for these other organizations that still haven't quite made that shift? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure we are ahead of the game. <laughs> I think we're, we're certainly trying to uh, um, uh, go fast with it, but uh, but whether we're ahead or not, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure. What I'd say is um, start becoming really clear on what are your critical capabilities. So, you know, you could argue every, every capability is important, but one of, the, one of the things I did over the last year is to um, really drill down and, and look at what are what are the key capabilities for success for us in the insurance business units and of those where do we have the gap so as, as one example the nuances within that so actually customer intimacy and customer service came across as the as the most important capability that we have but it's one that we're already actually pretty strong in um, we still have some some work to do there and we keep focusing on it but actually it's not one that we particularly need to invest in right now whereas commercial data digital they're they're also important but they're the the um we're a bit weaker in them so that the gap is bigger so that they're, they're the ones that become the investment priorities and i think that's something that every organization needs to do is be really clear on what capabilities are your investment priorities um for the next um, um five to ten years I like that advice. It sounds to me like uh, at the beginning of every big shift and transformation, there needs to be awareness and clarity. And, uh, absolutely, yes. absolutely. And, and, and maybe to add, I, I think for us, it ties in very much with our, with our group corporate strategy. So um, we have a clear corporate strategy and uh, you know, among the things that emphasizes is, is, is digital and data um, pathways that we need. So um, it, it ties in very well with that.
Perfect. That makes a lot of sense to me. And on that note, actually, I would love to ask you one final question that we like to ask all of our sure. guests. That is, uh, what is the one thing you know now that you wish you would have known 10 years ago? Yes. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say um, if I pinpoint one thing, then, then I think what I've learned is that the critical test of any change initiative is whether um, it's actually delivering something that's of value to middle management um, as opposed to whether it's supported by senior executives. So that that test of whether a change initiative really delivers something to of value to middle management determines whether you, you, you get it implemented or not. And you of course need some buy-in from senior executives to get started. But without that value to middle management, it will get stuck and it and 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 it will die eventually, is what I've learned. So that that's what that's the that's the learning I wish I had and um, um, work with now. Sounds like a, a great tip, and I think that's true for any kind of transformation or culture change. Getting the buy-in from multiple levels and not just being stuck on one of them. So thank you for mm-hmm. highlighting that. And uh, Alok, uh, thank you so, so much for speaking with me today. I just really enjoyed our conversation. I feel it was very valuable to get your perspective on this revolutionary shift in talent management. It's not something that gets spoken about a lot, but I get the feeling that we'll be speaking about it more and more and that the profound shift from a focus on people to skills is still unraveling. I'm I'm sure it is, and yes, I think uh, I think it will be a part of uh, a lot of conversations to come. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much again, and on that note, I wish you a great day. Thanks very much, Melina. Bye bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Changemaker Conversations. Would you like to talk further about unlocking human potential and creating positive change, either one to one or on this very podcast? If so, please visit haltf.com slash inspire. Until next time, goodbye.